Hello, bonjour. I'm Mariette Muller, President and CEO of the World Trade Center Winnipeg. And I'm joined here today by Colin Ferguson. Colin is the President and CEO of Travel Manitoba. Welcome, Colin. Thank you for having me, Mariette. Good to be here. Right on. So you and I today, Colin, we're speaking with Barb Glock, who is the President of Gimli Glider Exhibit. Welcome, Barb. Thank you. Thank you very much. And again, thank you for having me also. So, Barb, why don't you tell us about Gimli Glider Exhibit? What exactly is that all about? Well, on the evening of July 23rd, just before sunset, in 1983, beautiful Gimli summer evening, a uh, crisis was going on in the skies. And a brand new uh, large passenger jet with 69 people on board was experiencing difficulty, which became known as fuel starvation. In essence, the plane was entirely out of gas. And so they glided to Earth for 17 long minutes, not knowing what was going to face them at the end of that 17 minutes. And realizing that they were not going to make Winnipeg, they would be on the Earth long before that, the co-pilot uh, was somebody who had trained here in the Air Force days, and he knew that the runway that was here was long enough to take this large aircraft. Uh, St. Andrews was not an option. The runways were too short. So he asked Captain Pearson to take him along the edge of the lake. They had to do a complete U-turn uh, so that he could watch and see if he could spot the runway. Because of the time of night and the sunlight shining on the uh, earth, uh, they did spot one runway. They had asked the air traffic controllers if there was any impediment, anybody on the runway. None of that was known. They did know there was no emergency vehicles here that were available, but uh, that was their last option. So they headed towards the runway. So Captain Pearson performed a movement called the foreslip, where he turned the bulk of the aircraft into the airstream to slow it down because it was coming far too quickly to earth. And uh, he straightened the plane out from that foreslip about uh, 40 to 50 feet above the ground. They landed on what was being used throughout the day as a race car track. That activity had just ended, so there was a lot of people in trailers and tents along the runway, and they were doing their supper hour. Unbeknownst to Captain Pearson was three boys on bikes, riding on the runway and he saw them once he landed and was plummeting towards them at high speed. The boys did manage to safely get off to the side at the last minute and they've become known famously as the boys on the bike. So that's what we tell here. We tell the entire story, the community involvement that night, the people at the track and uh, what evolved to a very long inquiry of a year and a half that was worldwide discussion for the year that it year and a half it took place. And finally, finally, we have opened here in Gimli where it happened, this world famous Canadian aviation story. We tell it in depth. We have artifacts from the plane now. Our dedicated volunteers tell the story with passion and we get a lot of compliments on the interaction with the volunteers. Barb is being uh, very modest. Um, this really is a terrific museum. So when you walk into the Gimli Museum, and it's located right in the, uh, it's right on First Avenue in the Lakeview property. Uh, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with Gimli, it's about 90 kilometers from Winnipeg. 
you will be welcomed by uh, volunteers, and then you have the opportunity to go into the museum. She has alluded to the fact that there are some artifacts in there. There's the, the tail assembly is there. There's um, uh, other artifacts as well that uh, that can be explained to you once you're there. There is a there is a film on the uh, on the Gimli glider, which is really a remarkable story. Think about this: at forty one thousand feet, a plane runs out of fuel, and they have to try to figure out, you know, how are how are they going to save the sixty nine passengers on board to begin with? Where are they going to bring this aircraft down? And it was as as Barb alluded, you know, very fortunate that an individual had some experience in the Gimli area and knew of the Gimli runway. Now, the Gimli runway is being used for racing and and other purposes. And so it is not ideal uh, for landing a uh, a 767, but um, but, uh, certainly was the the two at the controls of that aircraft were capable of bringing it in. One of the other things that people really find very interesting to do when you're in the museum is to try their luck on the simulator. So you are actually flying a plane with no fuel you're trying to come in as Barb alluded over the waters and then you're, you're coming into the runway and you are trying to land this aircraft uh, while you're still trying to figure out ways to reduce its speed and, and the like. So we, we actually fondly refer to it. Some of us as the stimulator simulator because it's an adrenaline rush for people. Uh, and uh, they thoroughly enjoy that experience. And after they've gone through and read the storyboards to get more of a grasp of the history and certainly the inquiry and what uh, what developed with the findings there and looked at all the uh, artifacts, uh, that's sort of the cherry on the top of the Sunday mm-hmm. for them to sit there and uh, try and land that plane. So we've made our touch screens non-touch. Mm-hmm. We're going to um, unveil our audio digital wand tour, but because, again, the interactivity of it with the wands and the sanitization, we've had to delay that. But we've pretty much kept it to the essence of what people have raved about for three years now. And the ones that come, they still leave here saying that uh, they certainly had it exceed their expectations, for which we're very grateful. Uh, I would love to add the, the very the very fact that uh, Travel Manitoba this year uh, is really focusing on hyperlocal. So the opportunity for people to get out and visit and explore places like the Gimli Glider Museum and, of course, the community of Gimli. In 2019, um, media giant Lonely Planet recognized Manitoba as one of the top 10 places in the world to visit, mm-hmm. which was enormous recognition. Mm-hmm. And it is as a result of, you know, world-class fishing and uh, beluga whales, polar bears, are over 200 museums throughout the province, golf courses, and a culinary scene in Winnipeg and the like, it, for all of those reasons. So this year, we're, we're really encouraging everybody to get out and show Manitoba some love um, because home is truly where the heart is. And if you're looking for an experience for um, family members of all ages, um, certainly the, the, the ones that were around in the 80s will remember the Gimli Glider story. But for kids, you know, they get the opportunity to give the simulator a try, which is really quite incredible. And when you, when you as, as Barb alluded, when you start to go through the museum and you get a better understanding of the story, I think you start to realize what a miracle this was 
we always talk about when we explain the story in depth here that if you remove one of the situations, it's like a deck of cards. You take one of those cards out that night, it would have been a much different outcome. We value our time in here because we get to meet people from around the world. They are the majority of our visitors. And this year we're experiencing a different thing. We have Manitobans coming in and and the odd person from the prairies. But um, it's certainly a story that people will travel not only to Manitoba for, but they will spend different parts of Canada their time. They tell us where they're going, where they're coming from. Uh, We will, in the next couple of days, hopefully have our virtual tour that you've been supportive of uh, loaded on our website. And uh, it will encourage more participation with people coming through our door. Yeah, you will miss for sure the international visitors, but that's why Travel Manitoba and and, uh, Tourism Winnipeg is encouraging our own people to go there. So is there anything they should know about the hours of operation or do they need appointments? We are doing all the guidelines to the T. We have tracing forms here, uh, you know, where where we... uh, have been encouraged to do that. Uh, sanitization, all of that we're doing right to the, uh, the very end of the guidelines. And um, we have encouraged people to consider an appointment through our website or our phone number because if they arrive at the door and there's a lineup, uh, with our reduced numbers, we may not be able to get them in through the course of the day. We have reduced our um, days because we've lost a couple of staff with concerns for COVID, which has mm-hmm. happened everywhere. And so we are now currently just open uh, Wednesday through Sundays. 11 to 4, we take appointments. We will stay till 5 o'clock if the traffic is here. Uh, we have no problem making sure that people that want to come and see it will be looked after. Great. So I'm hearing a lot of um, volunteers are so enthusiastic and the fact you're saying we're going to stay there if there's people interested in our stimulator simulator and uh, the experience of the uh, Gimli Glider exhibit. So thanks so much, Barb, for taking the time to explain to us today this beautiful tourist attraction. And thank you, Colin, for, you know, for promoting Manitoba attractions because we should. And we're very lucky to have it all in our own backyard. And if people are looking for uh, things to do, want to find more out about the Gimli Glider Museum, I would encourage you to go to TravelManitoba.com. There's a lot of information in there on our website in regards to things you can do, other museums in the area, uh, other things that you could do with your family. And, uh, and again, get out this summer. Home is where the heart is and show Manitoba a little bit of love. Love it. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Barb.